God, that, that uh, that fucking peanut butter cup whiskey y'all had. Oh yeah, that that's shit's the, that's the cat's ass right there. It's it's good shit. Okay. Eat it on your ice cream. Eat it in your cereal. You know, fill donuts with it. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. And the USA. USA. And like, you know, like all the chat logs that were like leaked and stuff from uh from Proud Boys and White Supremacists mm-hmm. talking about recruiting and like, oh yeah, don't don't cause a. Uh, what it, they want to incite violence, but not actually physically cause violence. Right. Yeah, I was just to reading a thing yesterday because they they to had make their left uh, look bad. Well, yeah, and then yeah, it's it's become that shit. Like, oh, we're not here to cause a problem, even though we show up like with paintball guns and yeah, riot gear and just instigate, instigate, instigate. The biggest thing with the Portland shit, there seems to be just way more people from outside Portland coming in there to fuck shit up. But then all you hear is oh, the the outside agitators like. You know, co-opting things, but they don't bitch about those guys. Yeah, let them let them drive their fucking trucks around and shit. But I don't know. I hope everybody's going to be okay today in Portland. But I've been kind of watching it nervously. Uh, but oh, and I found the uh, the uh, uh, peanut butter cup whiskey is made by uh, Warrior. Oh, Warrior, store. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and, Warrior uh, whiskey, Spokane, Washington. And uh, man, if you want to uh, give yourself a sugar hangover, but you know, enjoy enjoy getting to that stage. Uh, yeah, get get a bottle of that shit and put a snort or two in your coffee. You'd be, you'd be living the dream. That's what I, I I should have brought some home so I could put it in my coffee today. I bet that should be dope in coffee. Yeah, I should hand it out for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, every well, every kid gets a fifth of whiskey. There you go. That's the American fucking way. Here's Shots the beat for kids. Here's the beaver. Where's the liquor? Trick or treat. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, I guess uh, welcome back to how the West was fucked. Okay, so I guess he's not going to do it oh. this time. You motherfucker. <laughs> West was fucked. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So uh, if you were with us last week, uh, we were talking about Joe Meek, and then we were talking about Joe Meek. So this week, we're going to talk some more about uh, Joe Meek or the Joe Meeks. Or I'm it, sensing it, a pattern or a theme. Yeah, yeah. No. Not the psychotic one, but the crazy one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Right, but I don't even remember where the fuck we let off, left off last time. Uh, I think it was at... They were in the mountains, trapping for beaver. Shocking. Oh, it it, straight, <laughs> it ended with... Uh, he... Uh, fuck, I was just editing it last night. It ended with... Uh, he thought he thought he was about to run into some Blackfoot, and then uh, it ended up being a couple of his, his uh, mountain man counterparts, I think. Okay. Oh. And then I think Ooh. I think I think you ended with uh with straight up like uh here's my beaver, where's the liquor? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I think uh did yeah, I think we're getting to the that fucking fight, aren't we? Uh yeah, just right before the fight. Right before the the pre-fight. 
brief fight brief because fight we have to talk about while um, Aster was back in the fur business, uh, getting his American Fur Company back up and running, but those guys didn't know shit. So uh, they were just following the uh, Rocky Mountain guys, which uh, Joe Meek was part of. So basically, they would just kind of let them on a wild goose chase and killed all the beaver and all the game anywhere they went just to piss off these people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wow. It's like troll- trolling the libtards by killing all the elk? <laughs> yep. Um, also, uh, they hire on uh, Chief Gray of the Rockaway Indians. Rock, rock, Rockaway Beach. Yeah. Um, New York City. Very definitely uh, picturing Joey Ramone just with, like, an Indian <laughs> war bonnet on or something. Not hard to do. Yeah. Or, or the rap that the... What was oh, the uh, rap, fucking, rap song? Oh, dude, standing in the spotlight. That fucking uh, that hip hop record that uh, goddamn it, Didi Ramone did. Yeah, Didi or Didi King. The best track on that whole record is a rap about uh, how he's half German and half American, and then he raps in fucking German <laughs> for a little bit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I, I missed that one. The hook for that song is stupid as fuck because he's just it's like you know the his like backup singer girls. And they're just like. The, hook. <laughs> the worst fucking hook I've ever heard. This is Diddy King on the mic. 150 pounds of dynamite. The guy with the rhyme about the pyramid. Bet you didn't know I was a German kid. Und ich finde es gut, wenn Leute lacht. Ich hab der Energy, ich hab der Kraft. Ein hübsches Mädchen gibt mir ein Kuss. Ein Geld für den Taxi, nimm den Bus. Ich bin der König von mein Haus. Und wenn die Kinder sind zu laut, schrei ich, geh raus. Oh, Funky Man. Funky Man's the song you're thinking of. That was like his Same. radio hit. Mm-hmm. Funk, 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 funky man. <laughs> It's not as good as uh, Rodney raps, but close. I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. I don't get a break with nothing. I played hide and seek when I was three. No respect, no respect. Why they wouldn't even look for me? No respect, no respect. I was an ugly kid, I never had fun. No respect, no respect. They took me to a dog show and I won. No. Oh, Jesus. What? Oh, Jesus. I just now I can think about it as like the WWF rap stuff. Oh, like fucking Iron, uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and oh, the Hulkster I think, and all those guys. Yeah, the Hulk did one, and then um, uh, my favorite is the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's. Oh yeah, cream of the crop. It's it's like fucking it's like new metal rap. It's fucking horrifying. Uh, I backlight. Is it better than the Dragnet rap? Nothing's better than the Dragnet rap. That song is fucking flawless. <laughs> Flawless. I made the mistake of backlining a bunch of coffee like I usually backline beers. And you know how beers get progressively warmer when you have them sitting around? Well, coffee does the opposite, as we all know. (laughs) I probably should have put it in a thermos. Anyway, Chief Gray is there, but he gets into it with some other trapper about the indignity of his daughter. (laughs) His own daughter or the other trapper's daughter? Uh, His own daughter, I guess. Okay. And in the fracas, uh, Chief Gray stabs Milton Sublet, uh, but he survives, but he's in pretty bad shape. So Joe stays behind because he couldn't travel either to nurse him back to health or to bury him, one or the other. 
whatever came first. Kind of like the kind of like the setup for uh, Hugh Glass. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for him to die and then bury him, except for they don't. I'm gonna bury you back to health. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Milton did get better after 40 days. But Joe had to listen to him complain the whole time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm slowly dying. I'm oh, s- shut up. I've been stabbed so much. Yeah, oh, we know. the stabs. Yeah, we oh. fucking know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever been stabbed? <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. stabbed. I ne- I'd never cried a bitch this much. Oh, I bet you haven't been stabbed as bad as me. Do you want to get shot? Is that what you want? Do you want to get shot? Anything to change from the sensation of the stabbing. No, fuck that. I'm going to shoot myself. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they slowly ride out, and they come across a group of snakes. The Indians, not not the reptiles. Uh, They mount their horses and give chase. Gross. Oh, oh. Joe knew that he was fucked, and no way Gimpy Milton could outrun anybody. (laughs) So Joe said, follow me, and booked it straight for the center of the snake camp nearby. And they go for the biggest teepee and throw their cells off their horses and into the teepee, which is kind of the tribal headquarters. Uh, <laughs> it's the equivalent of like getting put in prison and you just go punch the biggest guy in, in jail, like in oh, the to face me, it's on the more first like, day. It's more like the fucking oh, let's go mob city hall. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the the two of us. Yeah, but uh, this is where they kept their uh, lucky medicine talisman of sorts. So it's kind of like uh, going into a church. Ah, oh shit! Then they, okay, then they do the responsible thing, and I'm sure take their their thing hostage. You know, no, no, they're yeah, like, like sanctuary, Highlander. Yeah, yeah, like, oh. you can't you can't fight on hollowed ground. Yeah. So the snakes crowd in there and make threats, uh, but Joe and Milt sat there silent and showed no fear because fear would have meant death, at least according to Joe. Anyway, um, Joe and Milt Milton were not that lucky. This is. Bad left hands band of uh, Shoshone, who eight years before murdered uh, Provost's men, like Provo, Utah. Three names I enjoy Marvin, Delma, and Provo. Uh, he only escaped with three or four men out of like 20 or 30 or something Jesus. like that. But uh, the old uh, man argued against murdering him, uh, the bad left hand. Uh, they sat there all day as the snake argued what to do with them. Uh, then suddenly a commotion outside, probably planned by bad left hand, which gave him a diversion to get away through the brush and to a young woman holding her horses by the creek. So off they go. The <laughs> it's a bad hand saying them for some dumb reason. <laughs> Weird. That sounds... It, that Mostly because sounds... they had the balls to go into their sacred holy tent. Well, it sounds like almost too planned out. It's like, like once again, talking about like pro wrestling, it's like when it's a little too contrived... And you kind of fall out of the uh, uh, suspension of disbelief. It's like, oh, you know, like, it's like they plotted that shit out, like, ahead of time. You think it's a conspiracy theory from yes. the 1830s? Yes. To make John Jacob Astor look bad somehow, even though it's not connected with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Deep State goes way back, dude. That's right. Mm-hmm. This is QAnon 1830s style. Yep. What what is with the gobbledy? The gobbledy gook. Don't tell me you're the gobbledy gooker. Uh, so next is the rendezvous at Pierce Hole. Yes, which that's is, what, uh, what, this is what I've been waiting for. West of the uh, the Tetons there, right? Yep. Um, 
So this is kind of the trade, uh, the fur trade at the apex. So there was plenty of drinking. Uh, one trapper was baptized in raw liquor, uh, which is just <laughs> stuff not cut with other shit. Water down. And another trapper took a lighted stick from the campfire and sent him ablaze just to see if it would work. Holy shit. What the fuck? And it did. Well, so they started the guy on fire, and Joe helped beat out the fire, though, and I that's guess some, the guy was okay. But That's some fucking <laughs> Nutriboy shit, dude. <laughs> Baptized by fire. Yeah. Well, they also, uh, they hadn't invented stop, drop, and roll yet, so, you know, normal modus operandi was to just run screaming into the woods and cause a bonfire, so it's lucky or that... just shoot at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot the fire! Shoot it! So, later, Joe and Milton, uh, Milton was the uh, bourgeois, bourgeois, as they called him, mm-hmm. um, they took off to the southwest, to, they were going to go explore Utah, but they only made it six miles before Joe saw some shapes coming down the ridge. Look, a rhombus! That trapezoid, I don't like how it's looking at me. These were Gross Ventures, part of the Blackfoot Confederation. Uh, they caused some trouble just weeks before uh, stealing some of Bill Sublet's horses. But this time they wanted to parlay. Uh, Milton was still injured, so a flathead Indian and an Iroquois half-breed hunter went to speak on their behalf. Uh, the Iroquois, whose father was scalped and killed by Blackfeet, uh, so he had a little bit of a grudge to bear. Uh-huh. So the gross venture chief extends his hand, and the Iroquois guy grabbed it, shook it, and then told the flathead guy to shoot. <laughs> and he did, and the chief fell off his horse, and they turned and galloped away. Uh, well, that the least... Iroquois guy grabbing a blanket as a trophy. Yep, the red Then, then red the shooting began. <laughs> grabbed his, like, dashing red blanket. Is that it's how it was described? Get shot, but... Get your blanket stolen, too. So here's kind of what went down. It's like the rendezvous big old house party, right? And you have two friends go, like, leave, go somewhere, and they run into, like, I don't know, some skinheads or some fucking thing. Or some, somebody you basically don't want at your at your house party. Sure, skinheads, that works. And then, they, and then they go talk to them, and then they pretty much, like, kick them in the nuts and run away and run right back into the house. It's kind of what they're doing. So they just <laughs> pissed off all these gross ventries. And they're going to lead them right back to the fucking rendezvous. Oh, man. Where everybody's having, you know, there's partying and shit. And suddenly they're about to get in a battle that they don't even see coming. Yep. So both sides kind of take cover. And they send back two runners the back the six miles to the rendezvous that to get the all the mountain men there. Who are good uh, and the, drunk by this time. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Blackfeet dug themselves in while the woman and children, the gross ventures, uh, fled to the woods behind him, and the men crept forward. Basically, he was seeing the Indians kind of move through the brush, and he saw one poking through and shot him in the eye. Oh. Yeah, and then Bill Sublet was hit in the shoulder. Yeah. Meek and Campbell carried him out of the swamp. Uh, the bullet that passed through Sublet also injured a man in the head. Jesus. <laughs> just I, li- I just like these black powder balls just... Cleaning in the head and be like, ow, (laughs) that's smarted. Yep. You could get hit in the head, I guess, back in the day and didn't didn't leave a mark. Yeah, it's like lobbing a fucking pinball at at you, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but then, you know, no, not really. (laughs) A little bit faster. Yeah. So the Blackfeet didn't fire that often because they were running low on powder. But when they did, they usually did hit somebody. 
But all day long, more and more mountain men from the rendezvous come pouring in. Uh, Bill Sublet suggested to burn them out. The Nez Perces objected, saying that the Blackfeet were rich and they wanted their goods and blankets. Uh, the Blackfeet told them that they had sent for reinforcements, though. So they're like, guys getting attacked, the uh, Blackfeet gross ventures are like, hey, we got friends coming. Yeah. And, and the mountain men believed them, mostly because they're probably missing liquor or something. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody was kind of tired. Uh, Sinclair and four other mountain men were dead, though, along with eight friendly Indians and at least a dozen severely wounded. Uh, someone yelled out that the Blackfeet were back at the rendezvous site, probably stealing all their liquor and raping their wives. So the mountain men ran back, which was not true, and everything was fine. Yeah. I bet you so, it was just somebody that was kind of sick of hanging out there and like, well, I'll get everybody <laughs> to leave. Oh, my gosh, they're taking our shit. Like, like, how would they know that? Like, mm-hmm. there's a guy running back and forth between the rendezvous camp and the fucking battle site? I think not. They had a baby monitor. Yeah. Sending smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. So, essentially, the Blackfeet leave during the night. Um, during the morning, they make a, shoot a whole bunch into the uh, makeshift fort that they had, and then they finally peek in. It's like, hey, there's nobody here. <laughs> Shocking. It stopped shooting at us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like the fact that this is one of the few times you hear about when the natives like they know the shit's about to hit the fan, so they like build a quickie fort. You don't see that a lot. Oh, I think, oh okay. Oh, I thought your brain crashed. I was just reading it. No, I was, I was just reading ahead just to make sure that I'm on the right path here. Will dot Will dot exe has crashed. <laughs> yeah, he's buffering. Yeah, <laughs> buffering. So after that, they go to the Snake River and down to the Humboldt. In northern Nevada, there, which is essentially the only river up there. Oh, river! I thought you were talking about a giant squid. Yep. Nope. Uh, everything's delicious. named after. Um, actually, well, who was that? Fremont named everything Humboldt because he was like his uh, mentor or. Uh, oh, really? Hero is I'm just a, some German scientist, I guess. I'm uh, assuming that's also applies to like Humboldt County and mm-hmm. yeah. Humboldt currents and all that. So he named the squid too. I don't know about that. Or was the, the squid is probably related to the German scientist or whatever? I just I really want to. I was going to say if he did name the squid, I want to know how the fuck Fremont, you know, probably nut knife fought one of them or something because it's Fremont. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you had uh, Kit Carson do it for him. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Kit, how'd it go? He was a worthy adversary. <laughs> I shall name him Humboldt. Yep. <laughs> Those fucking so things are delicious. Up there in the edge of the desert there, uh, they get jumped by four digger Indians, or Paiutes. Uh, their book, they always call them diggers because uh, that's essentially that's all they have to eat is like roots and rocks. Worms. And rocks. And they, need, and, they need a lot of those big uh, crickets. They got those yep. um, big Mormon crickets. Uh, they got jumped by them. Uh, he outran them for a half mile, but they kept after him. Uh, later, they were scared off by Joe's friends, but later that day, um, he saw another Paiute following him. Uh, Joe tried to scare him off, you know, he's like, go on, get, get, but he didn't leave, and finally Joe lost his temper, and Joe just shoots the Indian. That's not cool. Not really. No. Uh, uh, Wyeth, the uh, 
wasn't he the uh, brother of the painter or, or he was some relation to the painter of uh, the American <sighs> Fur Company was with him. He couldn't believe it. He asked if the Indian had stolen anything, uh, like any of Joe's traps or anything. Joe said no, but he was aiming to. Oh, yeah. Thought crimes. <laughs> Thought crimes. Oh, no. <laughs> the fuck? Joe's so, a precog, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's some of the hilarious stories that he likes to tell. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Not that he was a bad guy or anything. So now they're going from the Humboldt to the Ohio. Uh, rivers, and that's kind of the junction of uh, Nevada, Oregon, and uh, Idaho, that area that's godforsaken place. Uh, they had to resort to the Paiute type techniques of eating insects and the leather off their moccasins mm. and drinking their own urine and bleeding their own mules. One thing you can do if you're stuck out here with no water source at all is actually drink the fluid from a fresh elephant dung. So it's bear bear, bear grills of the eighteen hundreds, only <laughs> yep. real, only real. So they gave up on that pretty quickly and just book it straight back to the Snake River, where they knew at least there was water. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck were they out in in nowhere? Just just it, basically fuck, exploring. Fuck around exploring. Okay, because yeah. wilderness adventure was calling, like some kind of Marlboro commercial. That's stupid. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody went that way th- through California yet. Um they were just kind of checking it out. They're always kind of like half ass hoping to like, you know, find like some Spanish gold or shit wherever they went to like you never know. If you haven't seen it before, it's like oh no, there could be rich trapping lands or fucking buried treasure, so we better go here even though the Indians won't even go here. Yeah. You know. Well, they they thought there was also, oh, I f- forgot what they called it, but it was a, supposed to be a big-ass river riving through the north and south through, like, Nevada and that area, Yeah. even though that was a total lie. But Well, same thing with the whole Northwest Passage and, you know, all this other mysterious bullshit. Fucking, you know, Thomas was, Jefferson expect, fully expected uh, Lewis and Clark to find fucking mammoths and mastodons and shit. So. Uh, I'm sure it was uh, some, some natives that were like, Oh, yeah, uh, there's a whole city of gold if you follow. Yeah. Uh, just go that way for a while. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like, get the fuck off of our property. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid fucking white man. Yep. <laughs> so they do make it to uh, the Salmon River, then up to Payette Lake in Idaho there. Uh, one day, Joe stayed behind to cook a deer he thought he shot. And then he saw a group <laughs> of Indians ride up, so he goes and books it and hides in the woods. Did you say to cook a deer he thought he shot? No, that he shot. Oh, that he shot. I heard uh, cook a deer he <laughs> thought he shot. It's like, yeah, that, <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, whatever. Well, he did shoot a deer, and he was planning on cooking it and eating it. But some Indians ride up, so he books it into the woods. They didn't care to chase him, though. They just sat there and ate his deer. Well. <laughs> and enough. after a while, Joe got sick of this. It's like, God damn it, I shot that deer. <laughs> so he just kind of walks out to share in the meal, <laughs> not knowing if they're friendly Indians or not. He's just sitting behind in a tree, just like watching them eat his fucking dinner. Like, God, fuck. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is 
pre-restaurant, he, 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 it was a clever tactic. So you run away, they cook the deer, do all the work, <laughs> and then you come back out. It's it's you know it's like a pre-prepared meal. It's like yeah. Blue Apron or something of the woods. Well, I hope he tipped them before they left. (laughs) But uh, good thing these are friendly Nespers, and they invited them back to camp to make up for eating his deer. Oh, that's nice. And there he found all his uh, trapping buddies there, too, later in their Nespers camp. Oh, that's a very kumbaya kind of story. Mm -hmm. Except that all his trapping buddies were uh, taxidermied. Yeah. (laughs) Impaled on spikes. Yep. And then Leatherface walked out from uh, behind a tree with a fucking chainsaw. That'd be dope. <laughs> I don't think chainsaws were invented yet. They were you just get the using peace beavers. pipe, yeah, or the saw. Yeah, yeah, you're correct, Will. It's just you know you grab a beaver by one of the front legs and and the and the <laughs> rear leg and got to pull its tail first though. Well, you gotta you gotta tickle tickle its castorium gland. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. It's oh like my god. It. It's like priming. That's how you pump. prime it. Yep. <laughs> You gotta, we, oh, fuck. You gotta make a 1800s uh, Ash Williams. Just make him like a mountain man with a fucking like a coonskin cap and then a beaver strapped to his arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, just yeah, the beaver and, and you can still have the double barrel shotgun though. So that would yeah, be for sure, totally. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty fun. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. I'll be right back. Tired of the same meal of buffalo steak and dried maize. Ah, Blue Moccasin Food Delivery Service, brought to you by the United States government. Since you've been forced onto reservations and the white men have driven all the buffalo from your ancient hunting grounds, all your meat choices today have been bleh. Try our rancid salt pork with maggot-filled Civil War-era hardtack, or our starved cow gristle stew with cutworm-infested turnips, or our fricassee dog with braised crow liver. Subscribe now and receive a free smallpox blanket. Limited availability due to corruption of local reservation agents. Join Blue Moccasin today. Later, uh, he meets up with Bridger and Fitzpatrick, so now he's trapping with those guys. Uh, basically, they're getting followed again by the American Fur Company, so they're just avoiding the beaver streams and killing all the game ahead of them. Uh, <laughs> they told, when they did uh, catch up to him, the American Fur Company, they told him it was the Blackfeet that was trapping and killing all the game. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah. Because they're definitely known for just leaving a forest full of deer carcasses just laying everywhere. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a thing white people do at all, you know. Actually, we they really hadn't as much as they will at that point. We hadn't gotten into exterminating buffaloes yet, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that should be a good one. <laughs> so the American Fur Company divide forces because they were not finding any beaver. Uh one guy gets shot by the Blackfeet on the Madison River, and that kind of their leader. That kind of ended up uh, ended their operations for that year. <laughs> so that's a good practical joke to play on 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 them. Lead them into Blackfeet territory and get them killed. Get them killed. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should see the look on your faces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a high risk, high high reward practical joke setup, though. Yeah, could mm-hmm. easily backfire. 
And uh, <laughs> Trapper later, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later, Joe was uh, near a small lake near the Missouri headwaters there. They come around the corner and surprise a few Blackfeet, and the Blackfeet didn't have guns, so they dive in the water and swim for it. Uh, Joe Meek and his pals entertained themselves by shooting at their heads when they popped up. Oh. <laughs> but uh, they get their comeuppance because a main group of a uh, big old bunch of warriors show up. Now it's Joe's turn to run for his life. Q <laughs> uh, yakety sacks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run towards their camp, their camp, the trapper's camp. Uh, the warriors, on seeing this uh, on the size of the camp, they offer to parlay. Usually they wouldn't trust a peace pipe smoking, but one trapper uh, had a Blackfoot wipe who recognized the band as their old group, so they ended up being friendlies. That's fucking lucky. Yeah. yeah. That's almost some fucking Jim Beckworth shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only but, these uh, are Jim Beckworth's direct enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jim Bridger, he sees a warrior with the trapper's wife. Um, that was her brother, run up and greet his sister. But this guy still had the bow strung as he ran up. So Bridger puts his finger on the trigger of his gun. Uh, The chief saw this and grabbed the barrel, jerking it, and it went off between his legs. (laughs) Then Bridger gets two arrows in the back, and the chief takes off with his horse. So it was all a big misunderstanding. (laughs) (laughs) From going to a friendly, it's like, hey, bro, hey, sis, yeah. Now we're shooting at each other. Yeah, yeah. And I got fucking throwing stars sticking out of my shoulder because, yeah. Mm-hmm. So three trappers were killed in this fight. Uh, they got one arrowhead out of Jim Bridger, but the other one wouldn't come out. Uh, the Blackfeet lost nine warriors. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> That's got to be a fun thing to carry around in your body is just a nice arrowhead. You mm-hmm. know, Jesus. Eventually he does get it taken out, but I think he had to go back to town or something like that. Well, yeah. Had to go see the and barber. The town being like St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Got to find a barber to pull this thing out of me. Yep. Uh, so they winter on the snake that year. They were cold and starving. Joe saw some grizzly tracks and went to track it. Uh, he went to the den. Guy named Doty were there to stand on top of the cave entrance and shoot the bear as it came out. But who was brave enough to wake the bear up and have him chase him out of the cave? So that would be Joe. He volunteered with two others. To go tickle a bear while it's sleeping, <laughs> get him to run out so they can shoot him. No fucking way. <laughs> well, the fucked up thing is with hibernation. I mean, they they go in bear dens like all the fucking time, and like uh, especially black bear. I don't know about grizzly, but black bear they go in and you know check on how many cubs because the females give birth in the winter time. Yeah. So like the biologists and shit are always like crawling in. I mean, they crawl in there and then they like give the bear a sedative to make sure it doesn't wake up. But those, the way their metabolism works when they're hibernating and shit, it takes them so goddamn long to wake up anyway. You could probably get away with doing that shit. Well, why Why you would know? you coax it out? Just ice it while it's sleeping, man. Because then you got to try to butcher it in the den or try to drag a 400-pound bear out of a den so you can butcher it. Oh, uh, there's that. And, you yeah. know, it smells gross in those dens and you don't have a lot of light or room or any of that shit. I'm assuming so the, that's the thinking. Yeah. In the cave, they find three bears... One small, Ooh. one medium, one big. And then they ate the porridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and... uh, Joe crept up, and Joe smacked the big one on the snout. 
And out came Joe and the bear. But Doty's shot just wounded the bear. Oh, Joe. Cue yakety sacks again. <laughs> and it runs back into the cave and just runs in circles because it's wounded. Uh, three hunters jump in and blasted it. But this is uh, shooting your gun in the cave is kind of loud. And it kind of stunned Joe and deafened him. Jesus Christ. Uh, then they get the middle bear to run out. This time, Doty did drop it. And then the little bear came out, and they shot it, too. Because, of course, they did. Oh, yep. man. And this next segment is brought to you by PETA. January 1830, Newark, New Jersey. Carter Bronson is caught in a blizzard with nothing on him but his wits. He finds shelter in an abandoned glue factory on the bank of the Paseo River. Carter weathers the storm by surviving on a 10-gallon keg of scotch whiskey found inside. After this life-changing event, Carter Bronson vows that no one will ever go without this manna from heaven. Carter turned that old glue makery into... Bronson Swagger, the world's first American scotch. Made from the crystal clear waters of the Passaic River, Bronson Swagger is the only true scotch made in America and is the pride of the New Jersey people. Bronson Swagger also won't hit you in the pocketbook like other scotches. By skipping the peating process altogether and substituting with an exciting new liquid smoke technology, they pass the savings on to you. It's uh, cheap and uh, it'll get you fucked up. What more do you want? That's Bronson Swagger, American Scotch. Hi, I'm Todd Woodruff from Guns, Germs, and Steel. What do we sell? Solutions. Solutions to all your problems. Are strangers talking to you in public? The BOGO Mace is for you. We call it BOGO because it's got two personal security tools in one. It's an easily concealable one-handed offense implement featuring a 3-pound spiked ball and a 10-inch chain. Just flip open the bottom cap on the handle to dispense our maximum potency military-grade pepper spray. No one will ever ask you for a cigarette again. Got a pesky neighbor? Try the Boomstick! This 12-gauge double-barrel Remington is GGS's top of the line. Made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this sweet baby retails for just $109.95. Features a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. Daughter's boyfriend doesn't know his place. This plus four two-handed battle axe is the biggest melee weapon that we make. Don't let its size fool you. There's nothing awkward or clumsy about this axe. Yes, it's big and meant to be carried over the shoulder, but it's very well balanced and easily wielded at people of larger stature and strength. Try double-wielding this beautiful matched pair of authentic Japanese katanas and earn the respect from your peers and enemies that you deserve. So come see us inside the Miles City Westfield Shopping Center, two stalls down from the Orange Julius, and remember, for every $200 you spend, you get to pick a vial of biological horrors from the virus rack. See us today at Guns, Germs, and Steel. I just like the fact they had three different sized bears in there. It's just like, yep. Excuse me, can I get uh, can I get a Dr Pepper, French fries, and a and a bear? Yeah, you want small, medium, or large? Yeah. Well, that's kind of why. Um, once again, we're talking about mountain man shit. It was probably not three different sized bears. It was probably just a mother and two cubs. Maybe one of which was a little bit bigger than the other. Maybe, yeah. You know, because that's not how bears roll. There's not like. 
herds three, of bears. Yeah, three fucking, generations. Yeah. But it's good that they made sure and wiped them all, all the fuck out. You know, so so that one of them they didn't leave one just to be sad because the rest of his family's yeah, fucking gone. Right. <laughs> uh, later, Joe teams up with Captain Benjamin Luis Eloy de Bonneville. Jesus, that whole thing's his name, huh? Yep. If that sounds familiar, there's Lake, the Lake uh, Bonneville. Oh, yep. oh, like Bonneville a dam and all that shit. Uh, fucking. The, uh, Pontiac the, Bonneville? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I couldn't remember for the Pontiac Chrysler. Yeah. A sports sedan that moves like a ground level flying machine. Big, fast, and powerful. That's Pontiac Bonneville. Get on the Pontiac and ride! Pontiac ride! And now, with $1,000 cash back, there's no reason to wait. Experience a new Bonneville today. Get on your Pontiac! Rebuild excitement! Uh, they were out there exploring the area directly across the Great Salt Lake to yep. the California coast. Uh, they leave the Green River July 24th, 1833. So now we have a date for for all these things. But uh, with advice from the Indians, they found their way. They did find a few lakes in the mountains to get some water because this is essentially desert. It is. There's the Great Salt Desert there. Well, yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's literally it. called the Bonneville Salt Flats for fuck's sakes. You know where they? Yep. Tony, you've seen that where they race the cars out of the oh, salt yeah. flats. That's yeah, what we're talking about. That's that where uh, spot. that's where that that dude took his um fuck what what he got a like a jet engine from a from a so I think he worked for an aerospace company, but he strapped a jet engine to his fucking oh, Impala and, and no yeah blew, you're talking blew about, himself the fuck up. You're talking about those are the uh, those are Jados. Yeah, I remember that. The guy got a hold of a JADO, which is a jet assisted takeoff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's for if you have, like, a, say, like a C-130, but it's got to take off on a runway that it won't be able to get going fast enough with the props. Right. They can put a couple of those on each wing and then fire them off and give them that extra oof. So he got one of those. I think it was an Air Force guy. Yeah. Or a former Air Force guy that would kind of like... You know, one of these hey. fell off the truck. You oh, know, yeah. Like, but he, I don't know how he attached it, but he he ostensibly, like, ratchet-strapped it to the roof of his fucking yeah. car and then blasted <laughs> through the salt flats and blew himself the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that. I, I know they did a Mythbusters on that one. I can't remember if it's a real story or what. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I know that, like, it, it's been told to me... I'm you know, working in the auto yeah. industry. It's been told to me several fucking times. In, in the military, we talk about them all the time, too, especially oh. we work with rockets and shit. They're like... Here's a fun one, but let's see. Jado car. Let's myth bust the shit out of this one. Jado car crash. Judo chop. Is that what you're talking about? Judo no. car crash. Uh, no, no, no. One of the original Darwin Award winners, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Supposedly met his death. Blah, blah. The story was debunked in 2003 in the pilot episode of Mythbusters. Blah, blah. In 1996, after numerous inquiries, the Arizona Department of Public Safety issued a news release post on their website concerning the story. It termed the story an Arizona myth. Well, that's good. At least the guy didn't die from that. Because he didn't exist. Yeah. So, (laughs) what's what's worse? Uh, I'd rather have the guy die. Really? Because <laughs> if, ex- if you don't exist, if you don't exist at all, then what's the fucking point? It's just well, then you could actually that story would be true, and he'd be like, "Holy fuck!" Instead of like some more deep state fucking bullshit, fucking ancient aliens horseshit, you know. 
but whatever. So these guys are out in the desert, and they see a bunch of campfires and smoke around them. Uh, it was the diggers again. It was Burning Man. Yep. They came <laughs> in, about a 1,000 of them. Holy fuck. They all sat down at about 150 yards. Uh, chiefs wished to speak to them, uh, five of them. But Captain Walker didn't trust them and asked them to meet halfway. Then the chiefs returned in anger. Uh, then the diggers signal that they're coming into the camp anyway. Uh, the mountain man signal, this is with sign language, not unless you want to get shot and held up their rifles. <coughs> and the diggers laughed at him. You see this? Um, this is my boomstick. boomstick. <laughs> the 12 gauge double barreled Remington. S Mart's top of the line. Shop smart. Shop S Mart. You got that? But this being 1830 and these guys way out in Nevada didn't have a lot of experience with the uh, rifles. Uh, they asked him what the rifles could do, and Captain Walker oh, said no. to shoot some ducks on the lake. Oh, uh, at, least, at least they didn't tell him to shoot like some elderly <laughs> people or something. Yeah. Yep. So That's... they give him uh, some target practice on some ducks at the lake, and uh, that kind of uh, shows the Indians what they can do, and they uh, kind of Maybe we away. don't want to fuck with this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they were going to bond over the little hunting trip. Hey, you guys are pretty cool, man. Um, the mountain men kept a watch at night. They awoke the next morning and got going as soon as possible. Uh, but they were followed by the Indians who wanted to smoke with them. Um, the honkies thought it would be a ploy to get surrounded and shot at close range by arrows, though. Then a hunter boldly approached. Uh, Walker told his men to dismount and arm 32 of them. They drop a few of them, and that scared them off again. Oh, they so just that time they had. They didn't to shoot even them. wait for him to attack. They just <laughs> flat out just shot him. Yep. Wow. So these natives uh, are just like, "Hey, we just want to smoke some weed, man." And they're like, "Oh, it's a fucking trap. <laughs> Fuck you!" Pop, 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 pop. Run, Pretty boys. Much. Wow. What a bunch of fucking dumb shits. <laughs> just yep. Well, I mean, there's probably a fifty-fifty chance. Over first. There's probably a fifty-fifty chance that th- it was a trap. You well, know? now it's a hundred percent chance. Like, who the yeah, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> there's no fucking <laughs> yeah. way there's going to be peace now. Nope. So they did follow the Truckee River into the Sierras, sometimes having to make their own trail. Lots of hardship, but they do make it over into the Sacramento River. Uh, this They meet with the Spanish government and asked if they could stay the winter there. They also find a U.S. ship in port there in San Francisco Ooh. and got drunk with the captain. Great. Yeah. So after almost dying, they at least get to party it up in San Francisco. There you go. San Francisco. Of course, it's not called San Francisco at the time. I think it's Yerba Bueno. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What? It didn't have the same Spanish name that it has? Nope. To? Yerba Buena, I think it's was called, which is good fern or Yerba, something like that. Yerba Mate. Isn't that that gross uh, hippie tea? Well, it's not gross. It's good, man. Is it? Yeah. What's the, what's the shit that's real bitter? Uh, uh, I don't know. Herba mate is like, I don't know, maybe maybe it is kind of bitter, but when you buy it in the can, they make like a, you know, like lemon-flavored energy drink thing out of it. Okay. It's just, get, it's it's got like more caffeine than coffee. Okay, I guess I've never tried it. Boy, if it has more caffeine than coffee, that sounds like something that would be relevant to my interests. Anyway, they're in uh, Alta, California, Mexico at the time. Or actually, it might have still been Spain. Yeah, it, yeah, it been, still would have been Spain. Spain. It's Spain. Just a few years before that. 
Because I think Mexico independence what eighteen thirty six or something like that. Uh... Independence from Spain in eighteen twenty one. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so they're partying in Mexico, in Mexico. baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they attend fandangos and yeah. watch battles between horned bulls and grizzly bears. Scaramouche, scaramouche, can you do the fandango? Wait, what's a fandango? You're a fucking like a fandango. Dance. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the, yeah, the bull and bear fight, and that's why the stock market, that was the first stock market, bull and bear market. Mm-hmm. That's I'm full of shit. On that, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So by February, uh, Walker decides to go east again, go back home. Uh, the return trip was just as perilous, though. They get lost in the desert, and basically they got to head north until they find the Humboldt again and find their old trail. Um, but uh, Meek and a few others followed the San Joaquin River to its source, turned southeast to find the Colorado River, and follow that and trap in Colorado. And this is places where few white men have ever been before, if any. But, of course, there's the old Spanish trail that's still, they could still find parts, too. So Then back to the Green River for fur rendezvous in 1934. Or 1834. Jeez, I'm just like the dollop. Yeah, yep, yep. 1934. 1934. <laughs> Joe Meek was 175 years old. <laughs> yep. Later, Joe was in South Park, Colorado. Hey. <clears throat> Whoa, really? You heard that? Yep. Oh, shit. Shin Pokemon is Super Yurabu Toy With Kit Carson. They didn't know the country there, but they had a guy named Bill Mitchell who had married a Comanche woman and knew the territory. It didn't take them long to have an encounter with the Comanche, though. Hot. Uh-oh. That's hot. Comanche mm-hmm. encounters. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking USA, like, made for TV movie or something. Right. Like, touched by an angel. <laughs> or like uh, silk stockings. Yeah. <laughs> a model strikes her final pose. Somebody held her down and shot her full of heroin. And Chris accepts an offer. I can give you the killer. He should have refused. Silk Stockings, an all-new episode only on USA, Monday night at 10. So they're kind of out in the treeless country. Before they knew it, they come across like 200 Comanche. And Kit knew that would be kind of stupid trying to run away on their mules. So they all take their mule and they slit its throat and use it for cover. (laughs) (laughs) So they make a dead mule fort. Yay! Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fucking poor poor mules every time. Fucking (laughs) goddamn, dude. Yep. So basically they had their trigger on the fingers and they're just waiting. Until the uh, Strike that, were close enough. It. Then the three shoot together, killing the chief. Um, the Comanche drove by and wheeled for another charge, knowing the mountain men had to reload. But they were smart enough to kind of shoot in shifts after that. So uh, they couldn't get their ponies to charge with the smell of mule blood in the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, Put it this. Uh, oh, well, just, fuck. Just think about that. How much mule blood does it take for your pony to be able to smell it, like, up the hill? Jesus Christ. I need to get one of those little tree air fresheners. It's just, like, mule blood. Mule blood. Scented. It's the fucking the mule cost out here. 
Oh, yeah. fuck. Uh, no, dude. Okay. Will, I was going to make poop attack uh, air fresheners, but we could make How the West is Fucked air fresheners, too. Oh, Shem- yeah. I'll send Shem- you a, blood. I'll send you Mule. a picture of, uh, of the, the list of scents that you can get. Mule blood, castorium. It's and, a, uh, it's it's pretty fucking amazing, actually. Buffalo chips. Uh, yep. I actually have it right here. Uh, the the all right, the greatest hits basically. So they have all the normal shit, and then they have th- this is like the sense that you can get, like champagne, pomegranate, clean, crisp air, library, tobacco, cotton candy, orange, vanilla, lavender, sandalwood, salty mariner, plant <laughs> planting soil, uh, mud, um, basement. And then you can get mixed up ones where it's basement and planting soil and salty mariner and planting soil. Wow. Yeah. So I, I would like a salty mariner like Randy Johnson or something. Totally. <laughs> what a fucking name, huh? Uh, coastal tide. Mm, low tide. That's a good one. But yeah, no, you can you can like mix and match that shit too. So we could probably f- come up with Ugh. an approximation of mule blood and mix how the way how the West is fucked. Cotton candy dirt. Yeah, cotton candy planting soil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, that would be a poop attack smell. <laughs> but yeah, make some How the West is Fucked ones. Just be a dead mule. And they, okay. they, di- they die cut them too. So, I mean, whatever you send them, it's just like cut out in the shape of whatever. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just bought some Head & Shoulders bourbon flavored. Took what? me a while to get drunk off of it, though. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway, the Comanche kind of become uh, half-hearted without their chief and their charges, and their ponies wouldn't charge anyway with the, the smell bl- of blood in the air. The bloody fucking master. <clears throat> so they just so go, Joe Meek oh, and Kit foo-y. Carson get out of there alive. But they say they killed 40, but that might be Bullshit. grossly exaggerated, like all the rest of these stories, but who cares? <laughs> so this is six years in the mountains now for old Joe Meek. This is when... Uh, old Milton Sublet goes back to St. Louis. His old wound acting up that he got when he was bitching for 40 days. Nope. So he just gives <laughs> his Indian wife and child to Joe. What? It's like, here you go. <laughs> Joe's uh, like, okay. no, 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 I'm fine. No, money's fine, really. Here, have a wife. I don't need her anymore. Take my wife, please. It's the somebody else's kid part that would kind of piss me off. Ah, uh, I just found... I was I did a quick Google just because you were talking about Joe Meek and Comanche and stuff. And so if you just type in Joe Meek Com- Comanche, I found on a site called Fantastic Fiction a book called Comanche Come On. What the fuck? <laughs> Some Joe Meek like erotic fan uh, fiction? Yeah, that's what it's kind of looking like. <laughs> um, <laughs> it li- it literally has the wolf that they uh, like insanity wolf kind of or not insanity wolf, but like one of the wolves from the internet meme. Oh yeah, yeah. A weird uh, white silhouette of like some kind of generic Indian on a horse, uh, just what to me looks like a white lady dressed up like a female Native American, and then kind of what looks like Kurt Russell dressed up like a trapper aiming a rifle at you. The fuck? And it says the novel is by uh, the pen name is Joseph Meek, but then it uh, then it says it's Robert J. Radishi is the real name. What hmm. the absolute fuck? Lusty, rough, and randy. Oh. Big and bold. <laughs> uh, rough, order a, me three today. Send a, that a shit rock, on over, a, please. A rock-hard, brawling bear of a man. 
<laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, and it even has Kit Carson in it. I wonder if they do like a three-way or something. Wow. Oh this my one's God. called the Eiffel Tower. Try to find some supplementary information and you find smut. That's what the internet's good for. Yep. Thank you, computer. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> yep. All right, you got you got to check that shit out. <laughs> oh, it's real. You can get it for Kindle for three bucks. <laughs> yep. Oh no. <laughs> yep. The third book looked- in the Mountain Jack Pike series. Yep. But like, read the yeah the description. The hot-blooded trapper jumps on the opportunity like a bull on a heifer. Oh, fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. uh, And from a slobbering, overgrown mountain wolf hungry for everything else. Oh, Jesus. It's tough keeping a hard man down. (laughs) (laughs) That's Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, that's the most uh, generically photoshopped cover i've seen but yeah that's a real piece of shit uh he kind of he almost looks like um oh god uh fucking thanos what's his name oh uh yeah he kind of looks like josh brolin and kurt russell mixed together kind of okay that's gonna go up on the instagram there you go mr robert radici there's a there's a free uh free book plug free book plug for your he's gonna double his sales from one to two (laughs) yeah because i'm gonna buy one (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's written in 1989, though, so what it's going to be fuck? real good. Oh, no. It's going to be so racist. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a pretty good assumption. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, uh, back to the summer of 35, <laughs> I guess. The Rocky Mountain and American Fur Company joined forces. Uh, that rendezvous, uh, Parson Parker was on his way to Fort Walla Walla with uh, Marcus Whitman, the doctor. Uh, Parson was uh, preaching to the mountain men and some Indian converts until somebody yelled out, Buffalo, which broke up the sermon. What? Which pissed off the parson. They were having church, and then somebody yelled buffalo, so they all went off a-hollering and a-hooping and shooting (laughs) after the buffalo. Shooting buffalo. Uh, the parson objected because it was the Sabbath, and you shouldn't be working on the Sabbath. Is it really not. work? Yeah. If you love, but what he you... still had some roasted hump later. You know, you can't keep away from yeah. that roasted buffalo hump. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's what the mountains men said as they killed thousands of buffalo. I wonder if the words "roasted hump" are in that book. I bet. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe not in conjunction. Randy Roasted Hump. Mm, oh. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Comanche. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Coming this fall from PBS, from acclaimed documentarian Ken Burns, comes a new chapter of America's Civil War. Looking through my grandpappy's attic in Richmond, I find a whole bunch of old letters. They look real old. A new insight on letters back home from war. Shenandoah Valley, 1862. 
Dear Penthouse Forum, you'll never believe this happened to me. It's Civil War Penthouse Forum, a collection of battlefield erotica that definitely, totally happened. Dear Penthouse Forum, you'll never believe this happened to me. One particular bloody day, I stumbled upon a grist mill and found two comely maidens there working. They were totally DTF. I asked them to separate the wheat from my chaff, if you know what I mean. Dear Pentas Forum, I was with Sherman, burning Atlanta. There I saw a plantation owner's wife on the porch, looking rather fetching but malnourished. She offered me some sweet tea, and I offered her my emancipation ejaculation. Coming this far from Ken Burns, Civil War Penthouse Forum. Uh, Joe goes to Yellowstone Country next. Uh, he was trapping alone, but then he was found by a party of crows. Oh. He tries to run, but he was captured. They argue what to do with him, and the chief said, "If you tell the truth, you shall live." The chief asked, uh, "Who was his bushway?" Uh, Bridger, Joe said. Then the chief asked, "How many?" Joe said, "There was forty. Uh, that was a lie. It was more like two hundred and forty. Oh no. Then the chief asked where the camp was. This time Joe answered truthfully because he wanted to f- them to find Bridger and to be wiped out. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and to the camp they ride, uh, Joe riding with the women in the back, uh, being poked and made fun of by them, which is, which is good as a prisoner. Psychological warfare, man. <laughs> yep. You suck. You will sit in the wagon with a bunch of giggling girls. Yeah. You will ri- you will ride with my mother-in-law. You'll hate her. <laughs> no, she, she, she can uh, suck the joy out of any room. Yeah. <laughs> After four days, they make it to Bridger's camp. When the chief saw the real number of 240, the crow, crow crowd surround Joe, but they still did not kill him at the time. The chief told him to holler to the camp for them to come up. Bridger came up and said he wanted to smoke with them. So they didn't want to fight at the time. Hey, you got a cigarette? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can I bum a clove? I'll give you a buck, dude. In accordance with Crow War Law, Bridger and the sub-chief strip naked and kiss and embrace. What? Wait, what? (laughs) I guess that's part of the... Did you uh, read that from the goddamn Come On Comanche book already? (laughs) It's funny because after we we (laughs) checked that book out, now I'm I'm waiting for everything that comes out of your mouth to turn into a fucking, like, (laughs) porno. And it yeah. just and it just happened. Okay, one more time. Run through that one more time, please. So, in accordance with Crow War Law, Bridger and the Sub Chief strip naked and kiss and embrace. Okay. It's like, very very progressive of them. Yeah. In mm-hmm. that in that day and age. While Jim Bridger's uh, kissing and embracing that naked chief, uh, five mountain men sneak into a little ravine there, cutting off the chief. Basically making him surrender or making him a prisoner. Then Bridger said he would trade for Joe. Uh, the main chief consented. He wouldn't trade a chief for just one honky. Uh, or actually, yeah. Later, the main chief met with Bridger and made a treaty of three months. 
they wanted to be peaceful and wanted to help fight the Blackfeet. So Joe gets his stuff back. The crow gave him the name Shyam Shapuzia, or the one that could outlie the crows. I don't know how it... Yeah, it's not, it's not the best of all the names that mm-hmm. have been bestowed on people. Uh, so later on, uh, for fun, Meek and a man named Stansberry kept trying to outbrag each other. Pitch, I could piss further than you. Uh, this kept up all afternoon and got so heated they started planning a duel. <laughs> As they were decided on the number of paces, they heard a shot come down the creek, and suddenly a bear comes tearing through camp. Then they decide that the bravest would count coup on the bear. Oh, that's good timing. <laughs> hey, yeah. if you really want to prove your manhood, this is the, this is the time to do yeah. it. Uh, Joe whips him three times on the head with a stick before shooting him with a rifle. Jesus. Uh, the argument was settled as who was the bravest, and uh, they had a jolly time eating the bear around the campfire. I like how the yeah, just like conveniently located fucking bears, you know, like just. The happenstance runs through the fucking camp. What the fuck? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, well this is Mountain Man. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, January 1837 at the winter camp. Uh, they kill a few Blackfeet. So Bridger expects some retaliation, so they fortified their position with logs. Uh, eventually, they did come setting up camp nearby and singing war chants. The uh, Blackfeet did. During the we night. will, we will rock you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the next morning, in the light of day, they could see that was the biggest war party anyone has ever seen. Um, Meek said he guessed it to be about a thousand warriors. Ooh. They marched up and down and sit down just out of rifle range. Uh, the mountain men get up from their breastworks, dared them to fight, and hurl insults at them. <laughs> That's what you do when you're outnumbered, like, ten to one. Yeah, you know? shit talk. Mm-hmm. Then the chief gave them the signal that they would not fire and re- return to their village. Uh, they don't know exactly why they abandoned their attack. Maybe it was the shore of force combined with uh, the night before they had a spectacular northern light show. Maybe oh. that was a bad omen towards the uh, for the uh, Blackfeet there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mm-hmm. So they escaped that one again. Saved by the Borealis. But, mm-hmm. So basically they wait three days and get the fuck out of there. Uh, later that march in Crow Country, a crow came to trade. Young one brave for no reason, maybe to make himself look tough in front of the ladies. Uh, he takes a takes Joe's wife and hits her. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> And then Joe shoots him dead. How to win friends and impress people. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What well, can at I do? least I'm... Joe shot him. Well, I know, but I was like, I want to make a good impression here. I want to show them that I'm not to be fucked with. I think I'll just go in and start abusing their spouses. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Before uh, Jim Bridger could stop the fight, two or three Indians were shot and one trapper killed. So basically, you got to give them some presents to leave. And the crows ride off. So now they got to leave crow country. After having to leave Blackfeet country. Damn it, They're running out of country. Can't take these guys anywhere. <laughs> uh, Joe Meek's wife was killed when some Bannocks came in to get their horses back, which they stole from the Nez Perce in the first place. 
Uh, <laughs> this is Joe's wife that his buddy gave to him, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, the Nez Perce gave one to Bridger. Uh, they kept the Bannock surrounded on an island on the Yellowstone and picked off any that would poke their head out. Uh, next morning, an old woman came out with a peace pipe and said, You killed all our warriors. Do you wish to smoke with women? And <laughs> the mountain okay. men leave after that. The fuck? And uh, Joe does remarry a Nez Perce woman. Oh, years later, I guess. Oh, I thought you meant like immediately. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> like, oh shit! Uh, well, this will not do. I can't have a. Not, I can't not have a wife. Yeah. Well, they were into practicality, so maybe yeah. the Nez Perce is like, well, you lost one. Here's another one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so she, the new wife leaves during the rendezvous of thirty-eight. Uh, during one of Joe's epic uh, drinking binges, that's what you do at the the rendezvous is just get the fuck drunk because that's the, all the liquor you're going to get for the year. So. And set your friend on fire and throw knives at each other's feet. Mm-hmm. And... So she leaves with her newborn papoose. After drinking some more and thinking about it, Joe left after him, drinking along the way. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, he did find someone, but found a frantic woman, a Mrs. Smith, wife to a preacher that was just at the rendezvous. She pleaded for water, and her husband was dying. Uh, he said, like hell, I wasn't going to carry a greenhorn. Was this a, another story that we got somewhere else, too? This uh, is something familiar. It could have been. Or maybe this is Was just this when he was hanging story. out with Carson? Like, when we did Kid Carson, maybe? Uh, I don't know. But basically, uh, he wasn't going to carry a greenhorn preacher. So he tried to motivate him by taking his wife and uh, <laughs> throwing her over their shoulder and basically uh, shaming him into getting up and following. The fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Joe needed another wife, but the Naz Purse chief wouldn't part with his 15-year-old daughter, Aww. being just converted to Christianity. Aww. And two wives were foreboding, along with divorce, so it took some convincing. So this is where Joe pretends to be a preacher <laughs> with the Nez Perce. So basically this is why, you know, one of the two books he figured out how to read was one was Shakespeare and one of them was the Bible. So he pretends to be a preacher to get on the chief's good side, eventually convincing him it was okay to have multiple wives through stories in the Old Testament. Yeah, man. King I got, Solomon. I got ordained the other day. UniversalLifeChurch.com, man. It's cool. I'm a, I'm a minister now. He also uh, convinced the chief that preachers got paid, too. <laughs> um, on the way to the last rendezvous, Joe had to watch uh, a friend being torn apart alive by the Blackfeet. He's basically hiding in the bushes trying to save himself. Uh, for 26 days, he had to ride alone to the rendezvous himself, grief-stricken. Little PTSD to before yeah, you get yeah. drunk there, but that was the last rendezvous. Too many trappers and not enough beaver. Prices dropped. Beaver was out of fashion and silk was in silk hats. So now he has to find another job. This is 1840. Uh, guy named Doc Newell talked him into settling down in Oregon. Yep. He leaves his daughter with the Whitmans in Walla Walla to get an education. Um. The summer of 41, he guided the Wilkes Expedition. 
which is uh, they actually went around the world, uh, you know, exploring stuff. But they explored most of the Puget Sound and gave oh, us okay. all the names for all our stuff. Um, got lots of help from Doc uh, McLaughlin. He was the head at Fort Vancouver there, and he became American after um, Oregon got made into America. Oh, okay. So right now it's basically joint joint occupi- occupation. But he was an early champion of joining the states instead of Canada. In some of the very first elections in Oregon, Joe was elected sheriff, though no one had the authority or there was no real laws. <laughs> <laughs> But he was a professional. I think uh, if it was Oregon when it first started, then I think one of the only laws is uh, white people only, right? Yeah, that was one of the original. Yeah, like, yeah they were pretty mm-hmm. adamant about that for quite some time. Yep. So this is like 42 to 46. That's when the boundary issue was settled with Canada. Uh, of course, Canada wanted uh, the border well, that's the Columbia. Whole, so well, you're talking about that's the, whole, that's the whole big war episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back and listen to that one. That was an interesting one. I think it's called mm-hmm. Boss Hog. It's a pig war. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, makes me hungry for ribs now. <laughs> yep. So 54 40 your fight. Yep. All right. Oh, we'll put that song in right now. Mm hmm. Do we have to wait the two and a half minutes? Nope. For the whole thing to play? No, no. no. I'll clip it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 54 40 your fight. Fifty-four, fifty-four, fifty-five, forty, a fight! All right! Uh, early in '46, Joe quits sheriffing, stating the low wages. Uh, getting people to pay taxes was tough enough, you know. And then you do get a cut of like. Uh, the taxes that you bring in, so it's like a sheriff of, of sheriff of Nottingham type shit, kind of. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, sheriff of like 150 people, none of which actually have currency, and they right trade everything. Uh, so 1846, he runs for state legislator, and he wins with 90 votes. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 1847, he wins again, but Oregon fails to get territorial status from the government. Um, basically it was the, uh, slave issue, you know, the tit for tat, you know, you got to have one slave state, one free state, one slave state. Uh, December 8th, 1847 is the Whitman massacre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was good friends with the Whitmans and. Well, and his daughter, what, uh, what's his daughter, Narcissa? Or is that Whitman's mm-hmm. wife? That's the Whitman's wife. Yeah. But is, I think, yeah, Joe's daughter was still with them, right? Yep. Yeah. So they send uh, Joe to D.C. to ask for help. He reached the cities in Missouri with no money in his pocket, though. So I don't know how you get back to D.C. from that. Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. Before you get before you go flying off the handle, there you, you said the Whitman massacre, but then you didn't even tell anybody what that is. Oh, the Cayuse Indians kill <laughs> all the. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Whitman and all the people at their school. Well, and, and why did the Cayuse kill him? That's the interesting part. Because uh, he promised him uh, a bunch of... No, it's okay. The biggest thing is, okay, as uh, it's been well documented, 
Native Americans, uh, you know, hadn't been exposed to a lot of uh, European diseases. So shit like smallpox and measles would hit them extra hard. And there was a measles outbreak, and the Whitmans were actually treating both white people and Indians. Um, they were trying to help everybody. But the Indians noticed that more uh, Cayuses were dying than white people, so they thought Whitman was fucking them over and intentionally killing them when it was just more a factor of their immune systems were, you know, ready for this European kind of disease as much. So the Whitmans were trying to help them and shit, but... Uh, you know, it's like, wait, why are so many of our kids dying and so many of the white kids living? This is fucky. That's kind of what touched it off. Mm. Yep. And uh, Meek's daughter was bedridden at the time with measles when she got killed. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Peter Skeen Ogden ransomed the leftover women and children captives. Uh, the Cayuse killed 14 of them. Uh Joe, when he was traveling through, had to rebury his daughter because the wolves dug her up. Oh, I'm sure that was a fun <laughs> ah, fa- father da- father daughter picnic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it's off to D.C. in the middle of winter uh, at Fort Bridger. Jim Bridger is there. Oddly enough, uh, he had to tell his uh, Bridger that his daughter had died too. Uh, the party that he took with him was always near starvation and was saved by passerbys or lucky enough to find a, like a lone buffalo here and there. Uh, but they make it to the settlements in Missouri and by way of steamer made it to Wheeling, West Virginia, and then stagecoach to the Cumberland Gap to a train to D.C. So that's how you got across the country in the 1840s. Oh, shit. Yeah, like Oof. up to Ohio and shit. Uh, he got to the White House and was kept waiting until the president's private secretary recognized him as a relative and invited him in because this is there's only 250 white people in the whole country at the time so <laughs> whoa wait who's he's, the, he's, he's being facetious there was more than that who's the president uh what's his face oh yeah him that should have been what uh by that time what adams no, uh, 1840, the... Uh, 18, oh, so it's fucking Richard Nixon. Oh, Polk, James K. Polk. Yeah, oh, James that K. guy with the, with the head. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with the mullet. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he gets to meet all the important people like uh, Benton and Sam Houston and Stephen A. Douglas, and he got bathed and shaved. Holy Whoa. fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, I have it right here. President Polk made Joe Marshall for Oregon Territory, too. Uh, so he goes back to Oregon via the Santa Fe Trail. <laughs> Mules drop off and thirst was an issue because I don't know why he took the long way around. There probably wasn't. Because Blackfeet? Yeah. If you didn't and, take the uh, long way the around? Oregon Trail was just discovered about at that time, so not too many people are taking that either. Right. So they had to boil. The last watering hole was polluted by a dead mule. So they had to boil the water, which is a good thing because the maggots went down better cooked than raw. Oh, yes, it's soup. <laughs> <laughs> so foot sore and mad with thirst, they make it to California and then back up again. Finally, back on March 2nd, 1849, last day of Polk's administration, he got home, but his army now dwindled down to two people. And most deserted to go to the gold mines in California. Jesus Christ. That's, that's not an army. That's literally like the smallest gang you can have. It's, yep. Yeah. So this is army to fight the Cayuse. 
but basically you only had two people left by the time you got back. <laughs> right. Well, and, and Tony, you did pick up that. What what year did you say it was? Will? 1840? Uh, now, now we're at 1849. Oh, right. shit. Mexican-American Which, War went to almost 1849. And what the San for like two years. And what the San Francisco football team is named after. So, yeah, it's the beginning of the fucking gold rush. So, oh, shit. Yeah. It's the San Francisco 69ers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the military was diverted to Mexico in 46. But it took to the fall of 49 for them to show up in Oregon to fight this uh, uh, war that was been two years on the way. But the volunteers already punished the Cayuse by that time. By the time Joe makes his round trip from D.C. to California and back up again. Right. His first job was to have a trial for the five Cayuse chiefs and try them for murder. Otherwise, there'll be even more war. Uh course they came into oregon city not only wanting to fuck over their people and they were all found guilty and all were hanged yay yay i just White found people. found the nice woodcut of uh, the whitman massacre which is pretty dramatic there's not wood we'll cut, do it's one a, just it's, on on the whitman massacre it's, too, a, so. it's like a lithograph of like Whitman just sitting there by the fire reading a book and all the women and kids are like screaming and running around and there's just like one Native American dude about to sink a tomahawk in the back of his fucking head. It's pretty pretty great. Nice. Uh, Joe kept his martial job until 52 when a Democrat, Franklin Pierce, was elected and cleaned house in Oregon. So he was back farming in Tulalatin, or how you pronounce that? I always fuck it up. No idea. Uh, south of Portland there, which he despised because it was boring as fuck. So basically he's retiring at age 42, you know. Uh, 1855, natives become restless again. Uh, the Yakmas kill their sub-agent. Right. And that- the government called for volunteers, and Joe goes along because he was bored of farming. He was a major in Colonel Naismith's command, who he got along with well. But then a new colonel came in and ordered him around and sent him back to dis- like dispatches back and forth to Salem. So he quits when he gets back, back home. Uh, then he basically just kind of lives out his life as a farmer. He liked to tell his mountain man stories. Uh, didn't like to work too hard. Uh, was well-liked except by preachers. Uh, one of the few times he attended church to hear the new preacher. Uh, he strode forward, picked up the preacher, and carried him outside, calling his ster- sermon stupid. <laughs> Uh, he dies at age 64, June 20th, 1875, four miles north of Hillsboro, Oregon. Okay. Which probably has a Best Buy on it now or something. Right. Like well, yeah, that whole, I, I wanted to bring up also, like, uh, we we threatened about it all in season one. We still haven't done the Yakima War at all. Well, we did, like, the one little chunk of it, but we got to we gotta do the Yakima War. Like, sooner, yeah, I read rather, a book about it and later. everything, but... I have to find those notes and the book. Yep. Damn. So the, these, that's all I got. These mountain men are basically like uh, the Alaska fishermen. You know what I mean? Like, like just like fucking. You can't spend money while you're at work, so you just get by however you can. And then when you when you like finish a job or whatever, you're just loaded. So you just yeah. get fucked up. Just just get fucked up and party your ass off until you go back out again to do a to do a thing. That is pretty much yep. That's how she rolls. Wild. That's what, Most jobs. That's what Rendezvous is all the fuck about. Yeah, dude. 
you make some money and then you spend all of it on like provisions, whiskey, gambling, women's horses Jesus. and shit. But yeah. Well, the Joe Meek guy, the craziest thing about him is like he overlaps with like a lot of these other guys I've talked about so many times. Yeah. And he's also one of the few that seems like he didn't get super fucked up all the time. Like he, he seems to have made it through a lot of this shit like pretty much in, unscathed in, in better shape yeah even though he's doing crazy shit like bopping bears in the fucking nose and fucking all that yeah jazz, he, but sounds like he should have been dead like a whole bunch of times oh a lot of times and that's the thing is like you know most of these guys they did end up getting dead and so well not most of them but a good share of them ended up getting dead for you know the lifestyle they're living but yeah this guy actually made it through to actually see kind of some sort form of civilization you know take hold and become an actual like elected official God damn, dude. It went, went from basically being a caveman to, like, a fucking a townie. Literally, like, the caveman shit is a good uh, 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 analog because he several times just, like, bonks a chick over the head and throws, a, throws her over his shoulder. Oh, like yeah. Like the caveman wedding. Then he did it to the preacher at the end. Well, that's all these guys are. Is they're cave, <laughs> they're, the cavemen with metal tools, like guns and metal <laughs> knives and, and traps. And that's, uh, otherwise, it's not a lot of big changes since fucking the Pleistocene. So. Yeah. Holy shit. Captain Caveman. Yeah. But, yep. So that was Joe Meek. Yep. So two great stories in one. Yeah. Get what you pay for. That that, and this is going to be, yeah, this is a long-ass two-parter. Yep. This will be some some shit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else you got? Uh, Nothing. We got shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got shirts. They're on tpublic.com. If you go, for whatever reason right now, if you go on tpublic and search for How the West is Fucked, it won't come up. But if you go, if you just Google How the West was Fucked podcast, tpublic, Google that, and it'll get you there. We're also, I don't even think, you can do I don't that. I, I did yesterday. Well, I'm oh, saying yeah. I, I got there without even having to add the word T-Public. Yeah, just, but uh, we're also going to link it in the show notes. So if you yes. op- open up the little description on the episode, you can just click the link and it'll it'll send you there. Uh, yep. That fucking, so, that Red Ghost shirt is the fucking shit, Bo. Uh, Bo, well, Bo thank you. drew all these, all these uh, designs. That's what happens when you have somebody talented do your stuff. Yeah. Oh. Well, the other thing is, if you're not into T-shirts, like if you're a nudist or... Uh, if you like to drink coffee naked, yeah, or whatever. Uh, but the, the, um, all the way T Public kind of works is they make these designs available on uh, uh, numerous different formats. So there, you can also get any of those designs as a coffee mug, as a fucking, I believe, wall hanging stickers, notebook stickers, coasters, just a, a wide variety of of tchotchkes, or I mean, uh, high quality uh, merchandise. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, uh, the plan is uh, we've got a censored version of our logo, our, our our infamous Lewis and Clark logo, and we've got an uncensored version of that. And then I'm slowly and periodically going to be adding uh, new designs that are based around individual episodes that we've done. Uh, we came out swinging uh, with uh, the red ghost from our Halloween episode about the murder camel of the Arizona wastelands. And then also our favorite Marshall, uh, Bass Reeves. I gave him a, uh, a, a spaghetti western poster style tribute. I think uh, later on we're going to be doing like Hugh Glass and stuff like that. If anybody has any suggestions or anything they'd really like to see, uh, feel feel free to contact us 
uh, in whatever way. Yeah. What, and, uh, what's what's the? Do you want to give them the email? Well, it's just how the West is fuck podcast at Gmail. Podcast. Well, it's HT. You know, it's the abbreviated. It's HT. Oh yeah, yeah. HTWWF podcast at gmail.com there you yes. go you, yep. you can get us like that i think well people have been sending us like instas and shit too yeah instagram messenger i've been talking to people through that so right i so, got a facebook one this week too so oh yeah, I saw yeah that. oh yeah that's right but yeah if anybody has like some fucking d- design they're just begging to have uh let me know and i'll prioritize that on my list of planned out stuff we're going to do. I'm going to, I got some pretty fun ideas, I think for later upcoming ones, but I'm not, uh, I'm not adverse to taking some suggestions. Yeah. So. And like I said, I, f- I found that company that makes, um, uh, 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 air fresheners, personalized air fresheners. So I'm going to try to get a, a mule blood scented air freshener if we can. That'll be, that'll be popular. Yes. Yep. I'm sure. Like my mother will be <laughs> using that in her car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freshen up your life. Scare your horses. <laughs> yep. That'd be awesome if you had, like, just an air fresher. They, I, I, every time you drive by dogs, they, like, start howling and <laughs> try to run away and shit. Hell <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking. Get a menstruation one. Oh, yeah, there you go. Bears. Yeah, just bear attracted. <laughs> maybe that was the problem with Joe Meek. Maybe maybe Joe Meek, now, now hear me out, he might have uh, uh, been doing some kind of, like, uh, like Ann Bonnie stuff where, you know, oh, I'm a mountain man, but actually maybe he was a lady and, you know, knew he couldn't fit in in mountain man society and was like playing a role. And that's why all the bears were after him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. If, How do you if, explain if, his foot long beard, though? If Will's, well, bad a mustache. Yeah. But, or maybe that's not even remotely true or appropriate. <laughs> but like, <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. Anybody else got anything else? That's it, man. I'm I'm good. Go go listen right. to go listen to Joe Meek. You can get a bunch of his shit on uh on Spotify if you got Spotify. Crazy mm-hmm. crazy shit. Crazy fucking Joe Meek. Yep. Let's let's uh, go into a cave and shoot a bear in a hail of yeah gunfire in the cave. Yeah, and all the all the it sounds like individual shots, but it's just one bullet bouncing off the cave well, walls. That was the times. thing. I was mm-hmm. when he said like they went in there and started shooting the cave. I was full on expecting just three guys to die from ricochets, but apparently that didn't happen. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all uh, next time. Ha ha ha!